Welcome to the Wildly Balanced Podcast. Wildly Balanced is your weekly permission slip to bring more fun and wildness into your work-life balance. Join us every week for our favorite tips on how to have more fun, shift your mindset, and let your wild side flow. Welcome back to the Wildly Balanced Podcast. We have a super special guest for you today. It's just me again. Jill is still on a hiatus. So sending her and her partner and her dog all the love while she takes a break here. But I am back, back with a special guest. We have the amazing Ashley Vanderhoven. She is a spiritual life coach from Cape Town, South Africa. Ooh. And she helps women with an X, which I always read as Wimexin. And I don't know if that's right. I think it's just women, but it's like the inclusive, like all women. So Wimexin <laughs> turn their spiritual breakdown into their spiritual breakthrough. Ooh. She guides them to get unstuck, overcome self-doubt, jazz up their manifestation powers, and move from a quarter-life crisis to a quarter-life breakthrough. I love that so much. How are you doing, Ashley? It's so good to have you. I'm good. It is so great to be here. I've been waiting for this for a, a while, so I'm very happy to be here. Yes, I'm glad we could find a time to work with our busy schedules. Mm, yeah, this is exciting. So is it women or is it Wemexin? It's women. It it's women, but I guess when you read it, yeah, my friend asked me the other day and it's just like an ode. Most people don't even know what it means, but the whole point is that like pe the people you want to include will know exactly what it means, which is any person that identifies as a woman. Yeah, I love that. I had another, I had a client that like her niche was women with the X and it was funny because her partner is like a English mate or teacher, I think. So he would like, you know, proofread all of her blogs before she posted them. And he was like, you spelt women wrong every time. And I was like, no, that was intentional. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I have had some people like, uh, there's all this stuff like, oh, you're trying to change the spelling of woman. There's like that. And it's like, no, it's just an indication that you're including everyone. And it's not like only people that are you know, that need to identify as women that were perhaps born a different way. It's just like anyone, anyone, women who were born women, women who weren't, whoever identifies as a woman, welcome. If you get yeah. it, you get it. And if you don't, you don't. Mm. That's fine. Totally. So how are you? Tell me about you. Tell me about your life. Tell us what you're balancing lately. Oh my gosh. I'm balancing a lot of stuff right now. We were actually speaking about it just before I came on, but a lot of acceptance and surrender. I'm in the States and I've had a, like a bit of a hiccup with my visa. And so I've had to pause my business and it was very frustrating because I just kind of got started properly in January, February, and I was gaining all this momentum. People were like, yeah, I was getting really busy. And then I had to pause and stop taking on clients and because it's not allowed right now <laughs> from you living on us soil i'm not a lot of work or provider service so i get to do podcasts and things like these but yeah it feels like a second covid for me honestly it's like i'm also i can't leave the us so i'm stuck i'm not allowed to travel and i'm not a lot of work and that was covid for me so i'm I'm really well versed in it though. So I'm just like, I feel like I've been given the gift of time. I'm really lucky because my partner is able to pay for rent and I don't have to worry about that. 
and I can just really enjoy the next eight months if I choose to. I can either use it to stress or I can use it to enjoy. And I've decided I'm going to enjoy it. (laughs) Yes, that's so good. I love the reframes that you're putting around it of like being able to surrender and accept it and just enjoy your time in the U.S. Are you able to travel like within the U.S.? Yeah. Yeah. That's handy. Yeah. So handy. And I'm such a blessing to be here because the U.S., I feel like people don't give it enough credit. You know, I... I always say I understand and I don't understand, but I understand why some Americans don't get a passport because you literally have everything in your country in terms of like geography. You know, if you want to go to paradise, like the beach, there's Miami and there's Hawaii. You want to go skiing, there's skiing, there's forests, there's freaking deserts, there's Alaska, like whatever you want, it's there. (laughs) So yeah, that's so true. Canada is very similar in like just like the diversity and like the vastness of what Canada has to offer. So that's so true. Exactly. So the worst places to be stuck in inverted commas in the world. Yeah. Totally. Totally. And you said you had to pause your business for the time being. How is mm-hmm. that kind of surrender and acceptance going? And what kind of shifts are you making in your business to like continue to grow your audience yeah. without being able to like grow your income? If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, it came with a tantrum. I'm not going to lie. I had like a week or two where I was just so irritated that I was in the situation and felt really powerless. And I think I threw a book against the wall even at one like one night. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be here. But I knew I needed to get all that stuff out. And it was very cleansing, actually. And I was just like, okay, I can focus on growing my audience. I can. It's actually a really cool and unique opportunity because I can just work on my business. So I told you I'm launching my podcast. I'm growing my Instagram community. I have the opportunity to give like a lot of free masterclasses and a lot of free content. And I actually love that. Like the second there's something, I mean, I definitely need to work through some money mindset issues around this, but there is something to be said for like, okay, there's no, I don't need to convert anyone right now. Like I just need to show up and be of service. And that feels very freeing. You know, I'm just like, cool. Like what, what can I do? And there's like no pressure. And it actually feels very, very freeing to just focus on nurturing my community and growing it and building trust and being of service. It's amazing. That's so interesting. And I feel like not a lot of people get that because anytime you start a business is very much like, must do sales, must sell out, you know, but yeah. that's so cool that you like, we're able to feel your feels and like have your moment and like move through it. Cause I feel like that's so important of like, not like bottling it up kind of thing mm. and exploding later, just like feeling your feels, having your tantrum, but then being okay. Now there's nothing I can do about it. What do we do next? Yeah, exactly. And that's just life. You know, I could be very frustrated because I've got like such a limited budget to make work over the next 10 months or seven to 10 months. But I'm like, no, I'm going to like, that'll be fun. And it'll like, I'm still provided for. And maybe I can't afford my yoga, my unlimited yoga membership, but like, it's going to give me the opportunity to train myself and build grit and like discipline. And so I'm kind con- of just reframing 
all of that. Yeah, I could get frustrated and be like, I'm 31, I should be bawling now. And I was about to start bawling, but I'm like, no, clearly the universe wants you to wait and just learn a bit more minimal lifestyle. And yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. That's such a universal lesson of like trusting the process and trusting the timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Which is wild. Yeah. And if I can master that now, like I can master that anytime. I mean, that's what I teach. Like that's literally what I coach about with the quarter life crisis. It's like, if you can, when nothing in your external world is validating that you supposedly good enough or successful, you've done the right things. Like if nothing on the outside is necessarily telling you that, how do you cultivate that inside of yourself? And if you can master feeling worthy and successful now, like when everything on the outside doesn't seem to be reflecting that yet, then you can master that worthiness and that success at any time. And it will be there when you are successful. That's so true. You know, it's funny. I actually pulled a card before we got started Mm. and the card that came up was, I think it was success. So I was like, oh, damn. Amazing. Right. Can I see it? Do you have it yeah. there? Yeah, I can find it. <laughs> For everyone on the podcast, we are on Zoom, so we can see yes. each other. I'm obsessed with cards. I'm a yeah. big card person. This is my new deck that I got. It's called Woodland Horns, and it's all like animals and plants. So the it. card, I'm holding it up, is a black oh, card with a chipmunk on it, and it's the chipmunk and the laurel. laurel. Yeah, and it's success. Stunning. I love yeah. it. Mm. Yeah, that one came up and I was like, I don't know what this means, but that's cool. And now it just like came to, it just revealed itself. So that's cool. Mm. Amazing. That's amazing. I just, yeah, it's a really good test of like growing your business and growing your audience and nurturing them without like the scarcity of traditional sales and like that money mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it can be also really, I can be a little bit ADHD and I think definitely when I was building my business for the first six months or whatever of the year it's hard to focus on everything like working in your business and on your business and you know it it was I found like to be a little bit overwhelming at times so it is really nice just to be like okay this is your one focus now for the next seven months and then in fact if people were I would advise if people were pivoting and they were doing something else to make money I think it's a really great strategy just to focus on marketing and you know, reaching people, nurturing them and just making that your focus because yeah, after eight months of that, then you, when you offer something, there's a whole bunch of people that trust you and believe in you and value you and you value them because they've been around. That's so true. Do you think you would have prioritized nurturing your audience as much if you didn't get into this situation where you like couldn't accept payments from people? I think I would have. I think I would have. Yeah. I just get to like really come at it from a very different energy now, which is again, like for some reason, the fact that I'm not converting anyone just makes me, it makes, this is naughty to say, but it makes me feel more, it makes me feel like a little bit more authentic right now. Yeah. Not that there's something inauthentic about trying to, yeah. You know what I thought of as well is like, because I do want to work with people, I've I've thought of having people, if I did something, I'll see it more will be revealed by the universe. But if I did want to work with someone because I want to keep my craft alive and, and exercising it, I would, I might ask them to donate money to charity 
in order to work with me because I do fully believe that you are doing someone a disservice if you don't like have them invest some kind of money into their personal growth so I just want to say that on the other side I love that idea because then you're still getting that like they're still getting that investment because I think that's a big thing too of like you can consume free content after free content after free content but it just like it kind of hits different if you invest in it and you have that like accountability of like I paid this much for it like I have to do it you know yeah I love that idea it really, I, I had, especially when I was starting out, like I had a lot of people, my sister and a friend reach out and ask to be coached by me. And I was like, sure. And I, I needed the practice. No one makes it beyond three or four sessions. Like, and then it trickles away. And then I'm like, you're welcome to come back anytime. And they don't because they didn't make a financial investment. It's so happens every single time, every time without fail. It's crazy. Oh, wow. That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. damn yeah Yeah, I feel like having that like separate part of like either a financial investment or something we want to get a guest when Jill's back we have someone who we know has like she hasn't paid for the course but she's like traded with the course producer so like yeah she gets the course for free but in exchange exchange that was the word I was looking for Mm -hmm. she's like working for the team kind of thing so it's this cool like it's going to be this interesting conversation of like does it still count if you're not paying for it? And it's like, it does because you are you have this exchange. Yeah, totally. I think an exchange is valuable as well. Yeah, for sure. That's so cool. That's so interesting. Mm. I love the idea that like hit different. I love the idea of donating to a charity too, like on your behalf kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And uh, yeah, that's a good vibe to be putting out there in the universe. I mean, Tony Robbins does it, right? Like every time you buy a ticket to his event, he's like X amount of meals go to this this hungry child. I think that's what it's called, American charity. Totally. That's mm. so good. Mm. Good juju, good karma out into the universe. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Amazing. Is there any, like, I'm curious if this kind of break from like working in your, or break from your business has introduced like, other things like did you want to start a podcast before or is that like a new adventure because you're like I have time to do it yeah so I've been on a whole journey with this as well the podcast has always been something I've wanted to do because I just love podcasts like I listen to way too many podcasts they are always in my ear so I love podcasts but yeah I think when I stopped like bringing on new people because I'm still finishing agreements luckily just before I had to stop I signed two clients that both paid in full, which is so cool. And if they didn't pay in full and they were paying monthly, I would have just had to stop in the middle. So that was really cool. But since then, it was a lot of shoulds. I should this, I should that, I should that. And I was in a really, really weird space. And then last week, I was creating a lot of resistance for myself and a lot of, I felt a bit lost actually. And confused and yeah some weird things were coming up and then the beginning of last week I just woke up and I was just like I'm just gonna decide to be happy and I was like this is a decision I'm gonna make I'm never gonna get this time back one day I'm gonna have this multi-million dollar business and I'm gonna be you know working pretty hard on it or next year I'm gonna be working really hard on this business and I'm gonna probably have kids 
And I'm going to look back at this time and I'm going to be like, Ashley, why the fuck didn't you just enjoy it? Why did you not just, and I'm like, I've got this free ticket. I think I told you, like, I've got this gift of time. And so I'm really actually settling into, I'm going to a monastery on Saturday, a course in miracles monastery in Utah. I also applied for financial aid because I told them my story that I'm not like earning an income and they gave me 50% off. It's, oh, damn. Yeah. It's like the exact amount of money that I'm budgeting to spend anyway. So like whether I spend it out here in San Francisco or there, it doesn't make a difference. And yeah, I'm going to stay there for two months. I mean, sorry, two weeks. And then I've applied to go stay at a Buddhist monastery here in San Francisco for two months. I'm waiting to hear back to see that seems scary but I'm like I've always wanted to do these things I don't I'm not missing out on anything like my boyfriend's paying the rent it's not like I have to pay rent somewhere else as well as being in these places and so that's where I'm at right now yeah that's so cool mm. that's yeah. gonna be so fun and so interesting yeah and a beautiful gift from the universe of like hey I need financial aid and they're like how about the exact amount that you want to spend like so crazy universe delivers man yeah and you have to ask because I was like I think the the total so I've budgeted to spend a thousand dollars a month for the next 10 months I've got that money I'll be fine and obviously partner takes care of rent so this is like food and groceries and whatever the monastery was 1500 and then part of me was like well you could pay that like you've got a little bit extra and then I was like, no, I think that you, so it's, sorry, 1,500 for a month. And then I was like, no, ask, you are not in an ideal situation. Just ask, be worthy. And then there's all my thing, things of I'm too privileged. Why should I ask you? What if someone else needs blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, no, I'm going to ask. And I did. And then they were like, they initially offered me a month at a thousand dollars, which was just like on the dot, but I've decided to just go for two weeks for $500, which is crazy. So you have to ask is my point. <laughs> yes. I love that. I feel like that's something I've been kind of like accepting more into my life. It's like, what's the worst thing they're going to say? No. And then you pay 1500 a month. Like, yeah, if you're already at a point where you can do that, like no harm, no foul, just ask. Exactly. Exactly. That's so awesome. And I said to them, I was like, look, this is kind of a dream of mine is to live in a monastery. And so I don't want money to get in the way of that. I can, but this is my situation and it would be really helpful and like easy on my nervous system if I just paid this amount. And they came back and said it was fine. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. The freaking yeah. universe, man. She delivers. I love that. I feel like this is like the podcast debut of me shaving my head. If you guys don't, if you haven't seen that Instagram, I shaved my head and it was kind of like a similar vibe of like, I wanted to do it, but then I was like, so nervous of the external validation and like what other people would think. Like mm -hmm. I sat here with my partner for an entire week being like, I'm going to shave my head today's the day. And he's like, hell yeah, do it. Like he was all on board for it. Yeah. And then I was like, no, but what would my sister think? Like, what if she hates it? What if my roommates hate it? What if somebody on the street hates it and judges me for it? And then mm -hmm. I'm like, why am I worried about what strangers think? Like, I'm already for it. Chad's already for it. Like, we're both stoked for it. And it's like, 
I was making these like external thoughts of like, oh, my roommate's going to hate it and they're going to judge me for it. Or my sister's going to think I'm ugly. But like, I hadn't talked to them <laughs> like in no, nowhere in the past have they ever like made me feel that way. You know, like mm-hmm. there's no history of like harsh words or anything with them, but I was sitting here being like, they're going to hate it and they're going to judge me for it. And then I was like, that is not a way I want to live my life. And I don't want to dictate my decisions based on nonsense, external validation. So I was like, fuck it. I'm doing it. It's Straight amazing. My head. For the record, she looks freaking incredible. Not that. Yeah. Really and truly. But I just want to celebrate you for doing that because there is something extremely liberating about a woman doing that with their hair. And it is exactly what you just said. Like all the stig- like the stigma. I was just thinking about like Britney Spears and how people are like, oh, people, women who shave their heads are like going through something, you know? And why? Why do we think these things? And I've, I don't know if other women feel like this, but I've also gone through phases in my life where like, I want to shave my head. And it's funny you brought this up because my dream is always to live in a monastery. And one of the things I've said is I would love, I don't want to have to shave my head because I don't know if my partner would be on board or whatever. But deep down inside me, there is this yearning of like, I want to shave my head because I want to know what that feels like to shed the, all of the like, fuck yous, you know, like there's something so liberating about it. And I just want to celebrate you for actually going through with it because it's awesome and you are shining so bright thanks I was talking to my sister and I was like I think I've taken more pictures in the like I think it's been eight days now that I shaved my head than I did in like all of the pandemic because I'm like she's a vibe wow permission to all of our listeners to shave their heads yes it's liberating (laughs) and it's great like it it's crazy how much that scares me like even as you said that now I was like Oh, but what? Like, yeah, it's, it's insane. Mm-hmm. I had to, when I first shaved it, I'm going to like make a blog post about this and like some emails and stuff that I'm sending out next week, but podcast gets a sneak peek is I was actually on a video chat with my friend the day before I shaved it. And I was like, will you like call me and like hype me up so I can shave my head? And she's like, absolutely. And we got on the call and we spent like two and a half hours on video chat and I like could not do it. Like I had the razor, I had scissors and I was like, okay, I'm doing it. I'm doing, I can't do it. I just like could not do it. And then the next day I was like, this episode of the Wildly Balanced podcast is sponsored by onboarding and offboarding like a badass brand new course from Carly Co. ready for your binging purposes. This course is for the badass creative entrepreneur who is ready to elevate their onboarding and offboarding process. Whether you're a virtual assistant, a freelance entrepreneur, or a coach, there's something inside for you. Get ready to onboard and offboard your clients seamlessly and efficiently to get you more leads and more income with ease. Starting a business gets to be easy. Continuing a business gets to be easy. Growing a business gets to be easy. And this is your permission slip to do so. Get immediate access to five pillars, including onboarding, payments and invoicing, calendars, offboarding, and bonuses today for only $197 or two payments of $111. That's one payment of $197 or two payments of $111. To learn more, go to carlyitaco.podia.com. That's carlyitaco, C-A-R-L-Y-I-T-A-C-O dot podia.com to learn more. Link will be in our show notes fuck it why don't 
I'm just going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. I shaved it like by myself the next morning. And then I video chatted her. She didn't go online for like hours. And I was like, please go online and look at my head. <laughs> <laughs> what was the, what was the driving force inside of you? It was really that like, I've been wanting to do this for so long. And it's like, I was nervous what other people would think. And I'm like, that's so stupid. Just do it. And mm-hmm. I did it, but I had to like, I went on TikTok and I looked up like women with buzz cuts. And I had to like, I looked at so many videos before I did it. <laughs> it like Amazing. It was also like, oh, maybe I'll go short hair. Maybe I'll do this. Maybe this will look better and like more feminine. And then I was like, I'll just do it after, you know? Yeah. Cause the hair has to grow out. So I'm like, I'll do the shortcuts when it grows up. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so I'm wondering, like, is it, did you like, were you like, fuck, a shave head is badass. It's cool. I want to have that. Like, ex- what experience were you looking for? Ooh, good question. This turned into interviewing me. I like it. I know. So, <laughs> so interesting. <laughs> no, it's great. I feel like I just like have been talking about shaving my head for years and I've always wanted to and like in high school my hair was down to my waist because I didn't cut it like all of high school and then since then I've donated it a bunch of times and like each time I've donated it it's gotten like shorter and shorter so like first it was to like my collarbones and then it was to my chin and then it was like to my like I guess nose it was Mm -hmm. like shorter it just kept getting like shorter and shorter and I feel like every time I cut it it was like cutting the attachment that my hair defines me, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I do know. I know because I'm very attached to how my hair defines me. <laughs> Fair. I mean, before you were a coach, you're also an actress too. So I guess that like, yeah. how does that affect like hair defining you? Oh my God. Cause? I feel like this is bringing up so much shit in me right now. Because I want to talk about it, we can cut it out. It's fine. No, no, no. It's perfect. This is so interesting, like so cool and interesting. I don't mind at all. And I like I have no judgment on myself for it. Like all I wanted, I've I've wanted to do crazy things with my hair, but I am the blonde girl. I've got long blonde hair for whoever's listening. And I get a lot of I I would get a lot of work because I'm the quintessential blonde girl, like especially for commercials. And especially when you're starting out as an actress, if you're not, you know, always in TV shows and movies, commercials are like a really quick way to earn a lot of money. And I, they, in every commercial, there's like, you know, a white girl, a black girl, a white guy, black guy, and then like a brunette and a blonde, like they, they're always trying to, so I would always be the quintessential blonde girl. And there were times where they wanted to dye my hair, like, there was one job I did a movie and I wasn't getting paid much and they wanted to dye my hair orange and oh red like very red dark red and I said no because it was going to destroy my blonde I knew I'd never get my blonde blonde back and I make too much money as the blonde girl and yeah so I've, I've had this yearning throughout my life to do something like even just the tips be pink or whatever like I have this whole story around expressing myself through my hair I wanted to shave the side of my head at one stage but I haven't been able to because I'm like once you do that as well so not only being the quintessential blonde girl if I had to shave like the side of my head now I'm a very particular character I'm not like versatile I can only do like badass cool characters which 
it's actually really cool. I'd love to do that. But so yeah, and now that I haven't like now that I'm here and I can't really act for, you know, the next year until I get my green card or whatever. I have been thinking of doing something fun with my hair. So do it. Yeah. And the devil on your shoulder. Do it. <laughs> Diet pink. I think I yeah, I really want to. It, it's weird. It's like the most I really think I'm quite a deep person and yet like the thought of changing my hair like brings up all these weird stories that's why I'm saying yeah and it's so superficial it's just my hair but yeah it's so interesting but it's been ingrained in us for so long that like your hair is who you are and to be feminine you can't have pink hair or you can't you know to get a job I know that's a big thing in like traditional jobs is like yeah you can't have dyed hair if you Mm. you know work with customers and that's such a an outdated stereotype an outdated thought yeah totally 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 yeah it's crazy that's so funny that now I really want to go do something with my (laughs) do it do it we'll both shave our heads yeah (laughs) I'm just kidding you don't have to go that far but yeah I had like the undercut for like six years before I did this so this is like also shaving it is like now I can grow up my undercut without it being like the weird in-between stage yeah you know reset Mm -hmm. yeah and it's interesting that like for me especially I the first couple days I shaved it I was like I don't look feminine anymore and I like wore makeup for the first time in years because I don't wear makeup very often like work from home life yeah you know (laughs) and I was wearing like big chunky earrings to kind of like make myself look more feminine because I don't have the hair anymore yeah but like since then like I'm not wearing makeup today I'm not wearing my earrings or anything and it's like I don't have to present femininely to be feminine no I just am no and you get to do whatever the fuck you want that's my new like I really want to make a course called do whatever the fuck you want because that's how I've actually lived it I've been an actress I've been a boxing instructor I've been a yoga teacher at a rehab I've taught play therapy at a rehab I've like and whenever I told there was one stage where I was doing five different jobs and people just were like what the fuck and I was like I do whatever the fuck I want like I also have a degree in economics and finance so I'm like I really and I loved everything I love the finance I love the rehab I love the coaching I love the acting <laughs> like you name it but if you want to be feminine and today earrings make you feminine, great. If the next day you want to not need earrings to be feminine, great. Like whatever. Like we should just all be free to express ourselves in whatever way we want. Yes. Oh my God. I want to buy this course. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> this is going to be so good. I love that you really just been like, that's kind of like what we what we preach here at Wildly Balanced is like living the non-traditional and like really mm. just like doing whatever the fuck you want and like one of the things we always talk about is like unpopular opinions and stuff and it's like we love to kind of be that non-traditional and like piss people off by being confident and making our boundaries and our balance like what we want it to be like Jill's not here but she talks a lot about like how balance is like so unique to each individual and it's Mm. like it's not like 50% work and 50% play it's like whatever your proportions are so like if work wants, if you want work to be like 80% of your day, make it 80%. If you want to only work on weekends, like make it like only work on weekends kind of thing. And it's like, you really get to do whatever the fuck you want. Literally. And like, there are no, like what you want to do on Monday 
can be different to Tuesday, can be different to Friday, can this Monday can look different to last Monday. Like we are constantly recalibrating, but I feel like our society is so obsessed with consistency and showing up the same every single day. And I wouldn't say it's like society. I would say that that's actually the human condition is just to like what is safe and and when everything, like I can have a plan and things can be predictable, that's safe. And like you were saying, some people's balance is 50-50, some it's 80-20, but I feel like the 50-50 people are looking around to see, oh oh no, it should be 80-20. And the 80-20 people are looking around to think it should be 50-50 because everyone's trying to look at what's safe, you know? And actually we're just recalibrating every single day. And especially if you a woman, we have a whole cycle. It's impossible to show up the same every single day. Like we literally have hormonal things happening in our bodies where dopamine will be low. You will not be able to work as much on that day as when your dopamine is high and you're ovulating. Like, you know. Totally. Totally. And something that's coming up a lot in like my relationship too is like my partner really needs stability in his life that he hasn't Mm -hmm. had in a long time. But it's like stability doesn't have to look like getting a corporate job and going like nine to five. Like he just got a job at a temp agency here in Whistler, which is super exciting. And he's stoked for it because it's the stability he needs of like, uh, like always having jobs kind of thing, but it's going to be a different thing each day. Like sometimes it's like hotel clerk. Sometimes it's like construction. Like you're just kind of getting a taste of everything. So it's like his stability looks different than somebody who has like a house in a city and a nine to five corporate job. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny you say that because my partner and I have been like really discussing what we both like need and, and he is very corporate. He got his MBA. He's like mitigated all the risk. He's made sure that he will always be employable and I've never worked in corporate. I've never had a boss uh, my whole life. I'm 31. I'm like, I, I think I did. I was my dad's secretary's secretary. What one point in my twenties for six weeks, it was toxic. It was just like, no, I couldn't do that. And then I worked for a casting agent once as her assistant for a couple of weeks. And also just like, it's not, it's, it's very soul destroying for me. I know I could never Never, never. It's just mm-hmm. not in my blood or my DNA. And we've had to like come, you know, for him, I, I'm very, my choices are very risky as an entrepreneur. And I'm like, in my family, all my sisters are entrepreneurs. My mom's an entrepreneur. My dad's an entrepreneur. It was, ne- it was always like my finance and e- economics degree was not to go work in a bank. It was to have a degree so I could start a business. Like that was just my narrative. And so we him and I are like finding this common ground because I said to him no one in my family's failed and this is my dad actually said take destiny into your own hands don't have someone else employ you don't have to answer to anyone that's risky this is actually what's safe so damn I got chills when you said that Mm -hmm. damn I love that so much because that's all you've ever known so Mm. this is what you're doing and I feel like even if it's not all you've ever known like if you feel intuitively like this is what you need to do then. Yeah. Just the universe, man. Yeah. And like, you can always, again, recalibrate. Like if you want to be an entrepreneur for a year and do your own freelance thing, it's not a walk in the park. Let me just tell you that for free. 
You do not have to pay for this advice. It can be really fucking hard. You can always go back and get a job. You can always, yeah. I think what totally. what what I've proven to myself as well is like I don't have an issue going and working in a restaurant or whatever. Like if anything happens, and this was another conversation with my partner, was like, don't worry. I have no issue in five to ten years going to get a job if this all does not work out. It's definitely gonna work out. He knows it's gonna work out. I don't even know what he's fearing. It's just like conditioning, right? But uh yeah. There's always a job out there, mm. you know, especially if you live in America and in a first world country. Totally. There will always be a job for you. So I come from a place where it's like 65% unemployment. I don't know if I can say the same for you in South Africa, but if you're living in a first world country, there will always be a job for you. 100%. True. Especially in the pandemic times. Yeah. Might not be yeah. the most glamorous job, but like there's something. Yeah. That's something that like I've tried really hard to like accept too of like my journey of entrepreneurship of like, if this doesn't work out, I can go get a job. Like I always say like in the real world, like quote, but like a traditional non-entrepreneurial job kind of thing. And it's like, that doesn't mean I'm failing and that doesn't mean my business fails. That's just part of the ebbs and flow of working for yourself is like, sometimes you get really high months and really high weeks and you launch and you like make tons of money but the next month it's not going to be you know like it's not going to be consistent Mm. and that's just part of the journey yeah yeah and being flexible not making things mean too much like if you had to go get a waitressing job because you know for the next three to six months because the business didn't work out the way you wanted and you still want to work on the business like there's no there's really no shame in that like do what you the end of the day you need to make money you know and I always say like there's so many I don't know I loved waitressing because I just think it's like a service job and I love food and I think if you're really passionate about food you can really just I I just want people to have a good experience in a restaurant totally food is the best the best my my boyfriend's always like when we go to a restaurant he's like why do you always get so happy I'm like, I just, I'm so happy to be at a restaurant. I just love food. Every time I go visit my sister, it's basically just like, okay, what food tour are we going on? Yeah. Like, we're going to go to this restaurant and this one. And it's like, I don't plan anything else except restaurants. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm right there with you. So yeah, like if you land up getting, going, you know, and needing to go back to waitressing or something like that, who knows who you're going to meet? If you show up in that job with joy and appreciation and service, like you're meeting people, there's community, you know, especially if you freelance and working from your laptop, like it's, it might actually be better for you to go out there and just be around people and do a job that you're totally overqualified for. And people are like, oh, you're so great at this job because you fucking can do it in your sleep. Totally. Totally. I love how everything kind of comes back to just like trusting the universe and trusting the timeline of like, this is where you need to be right now. Yeah. Yeah. And not letting your ego get involved and make it mean, oh, I failed. Now I'm back waitressing. No, you're just doing the smart thing, which is just make some easy, quick money. That's how I think about it. Cause I've had to do this once or twice throughout the years. And I'm like, cool. I'm just like, I need to make easy, quick money. I get to take my tips home. So, you know, so easy. Don't even have to pay tax on your tips and, you know, sorted. Totally. Yeah, totally. I love that so much. Mm -hmm. I'm curious what your unpopular opinion is around coaching or around 
life or anything tell us piss some people off for <laughs> when you when you said that I had to do this well not had to but like when you mentioned this I was like I must just not get too anti about this unpopular opinion no do I, it get controversial. I really am very I get very frustrated with people requiring a whole hour of your freaking time for a sales call just to find out a price and I'm really sorry if anyone does this I really think prices or a bracket of prices should be on websites I've done it now on mine and I find because I was kind of shopping around for group coaching programs and the sales calls are all run the same way. I know exactly what you're doing because I've been given the same script. You buttering me up. You're getting me to say all these things about how my life is going to be so shit if I don't take this course and don't get this transformation. It feels very manipulative. I'm just waiting for you to tell me the price. I've literally sat on sales calls where like 40 minutes, 40. I had a two hour sales call the other day from someone who's very high up in the industry and someone who promised in their masterclass that they wouldn't do icky sales with you. And I was literally an hour and 10 minutes into the call and he hadn't even started speaking about the program and they have no information on their website about the program. And he's like, how are you feeling right now? Like after all these manipulative questions about my life and how I need this and what this will bring me and my partner. I'm like, I know what you're doing anyway. (laughs) It's like, how are you feeling? I'm like, to be honest, I'm actually extremely frustrated because it's an hour and 10 minutes into this call. I wanted to find out more about the program and how much it costed so I could move on and make a decision. And then he took another half an hour to 40 minutes from there to even get to the price. And eventually I had to tell him an hour and 45 minutes in that I had to go, can you just tell me the price? And then he did. And then I got off and I was like, no ways am I doing this program. Anyway. Oh, damn. (laughs) Oh, damn. I did. And I was too nice. I should have gotten off way earlier, way earlier. So my unpopular opinion is that you don't need a word by word sales script that you shouldn't sell, like do that, that people are very intelligent nowadays. Maybe that would have worked five years ago in the industry, but people are intelligent and they want an authentic experience and I think it's a waste of your time as well to hop on a call without a person at least having an idea of whether they can afford it or not. Bam. Mic drop. <laughs> That's it. True. I've really been wanting to get that off my chair. I feel like I've been thinking about this the whole time. Yeah. I need to tell the people. That's so true. Yeah. And I feel like those kind of tactics, like you said, worked like five years ago, but like the online world changes so much and like things are getting quicker and quicker. Like yeah. TikTok is what, like six seconds, 10 seconds. Like yeah. people have short attention spans. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, especially if you're a coach selling to other coaches, you know, when I'm shopping around for a group coaching program for my business, I'm, I'm looking at quite a few. You're not the, I didn't just stumble upon you because of a sponsorship ad. So, you know, making the process of me choosing your course not require so much of my time because I'm probably going to be speaking to multiple people and yeah I just don't think there needs to be that much convincing for sure there's coaching through fears but this whole like yeah totally and it feels very like desperate almost of like I need to butter them up before I can tell my price and it's like if you're 
if you don't believe in your course enough to like shout it from the rooftop or your program or anything mm-hmm. to like share the price and be like, this is it, take it or leave it. Like maybe it, it's not a good course, you know, yeah. like you should believe in your stuff and you should be able to be like, I know that it's so valuable that this is like a no brainer price. And if it's not, then you're not my ideal client. Totally. Exactly. Exactly. And we also get to pick our clients and I want pl- clients that are ready. And also, you know, I speak about it a lot in my content, which is like, if you can't afford it, please come to the masterclasses. Like, I want to help you like this. There's, there's a chance you're going to spend 10 to 15 minutes with me, you know, so you can always say it somewhere else. Like if you're wanting to coach someone through their financial fear, if you have your business set up that way, you can, there are other avenues to do that. Totally. And I love that people are getting like more and more, like, like you said, free content, like master classes, and then kind of like building your way up. Like it's not just a one-on-one high level, high investment, like coaching thing. It's like, if this isn't a good price for you, like I have all of these other offers that I can, you know, that you can take or all this free content. Like if you're just here for free content, welcome, mm. matter, you know, absolutely. Exactly. Totally. And there's something I wanted to say before that like came to me about like when we were talking about shaving heads and I wanted to say before we, before we closed out here, as you said about like Britney Spears and like going through her, like going through something to shave your head. And I feel like it is seen with this like negative, like, oh, she's having a breakdown, you know? And it's like, no, I'm going through a transformation of stepping into my true power. Like that's what I'm, I'm going through something, but like it's for the better. Yeah. Yeah. It's a celebration. And it's like, it's a, why, why shedding a previous identity, you know, why was that a bad thing? No, mm-hmm. no it's yeah. assistance. It's upgrading. But I do think Brittany kind of just put an image in our heads of, well, actually, no, I wonder what she was going through. I should get her on the podcast next week. Yeah. Brittany Spears, if you're listening. Yeah. There's an application on our website. <laughs> we want to know what you were going through. If it really was the shedding. Oh, that would be a long episode. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, essentially she was saying, fuck you to everyone. Mm-hmm. And like, again, why is saying fuck you a bad thing? Amen. I think she knows something we don't know. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that amazing well anytime we have a guest episode or any episode in general actually we always ask for a permission slip so I'm gonna give you the heads up now that I'm gonna ask for your permission slip soon so I'll give mine first so you can think of yours because <laughs> I'm not Jill and I don't put our guests on the spot like that or put me <laughs> on the spot like that she would always sneak it on me but my permission slip this week is to mess up We did an episode about people pleasing a while ago and I get so in my head about things and I'm just giving myself permission to do it, do it messy and do it scared. Beautiful. I love that. We always need that all the time, that permission slip. My permission slip is permission to let it be easy. Mm, I love that. Let it be easy and simple and relish in the joy of doing nothing mm. so good yeah I love that That's so much yes. one of the values I like to hold in my business is just the make it easy and like bring more ease and like not overcomplicate stuff 
it gets to be easy. Mm. So good. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for this. This has been such a beautiful episode. Yeah, I loved this. Thank you so much. Of yeah. course. Where yeah. can our listeners find you online? You can find me on Instagram, the alchemized spirit. It's alchemized with a D because your spirit is already alchemized. Love it. And yeah, I think just head there. And then, you know, if you want to join my Facebook group, there's a link in my bio for that. Always doing, going to be doing a lot of you know, free masterclasses and workbooks and get on my emailing list because if, especially if you're someone who feels like they can't afford support right now, I'm going to be giving a lot and be going above and beyond the next seven, eight months. And I'm also on TikTok, the Alchemized Spirit. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much. We're going to have all that linked in the show notes so our listeners can check it out. Yeah. This was so good. Thank you so much, Ash. This was so good. I had such a good time. Thank you. Amazing.